my studio guest this evening um, is a good mate of mine, and it was high time we had him on, so he's made the journey down from Ipswich, come down the A12 in the wind and the rain. Uh, it's a big 98 like that. Welcome to Dan Hager. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, thank you for having me on as well. And, uh, good evening to everyone. Um, lots to talk about. Um, I'm quite interested in this um, Dean Elgar story. So he's um, stepping away from international cricket, um, and he looks like he's going out on a flourish with that, that 185 in the first test down at Centurion. And on commentary, um, the local commentators announced that he was off to Somerset, but the rumour mill might suggest otherwise. Yes, um, I believe a, um, a sort of a, uh, inexperienced commentator um, who was updating a certain website um, jumped on this and uh, sort of immediately sort of said, oh, you know, so he's off to Somerset. Well, we shall wait to see, we'll wait to see the, uh, wait to see what the cookie crumbles has to, you know, has to say. But um, the thing is, I, we know Essex that uh, we know they've got something like, and they're pretty sure about it. They've been um, fairly, let's just say, fairly confident for a few months now. That's right. They have um, said, haven't they? Without saying who... Um, or possibly even hinting on if it's an overseas player or not. But um, but the thing is, I was actually reading today that uh, Dean Elgar, uh, although it's his last series, um, because their captain Temba Bavuma was injured and didn't come out to bat, um, that Dean Elgar may be asked to captain the rest of the series in his last series. Oh, right. OK. So, um, which will be uh, an interesting thing for him, 185 off 287 in the test match there this week. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think um, I'd like to think uh, a certain overseas player for Essex uh, would have <laughs> hopefully encouraged him to come and uh, play for it. Because and, and look and, and if it does happen, that would be a straight swap for Alistair Cook. Yes, exactly. I mean, we uh, I asked the question at the AGM about. Um, what, were there any plans for a replacement for us to cook? And um, Chairman John Stevenson was pretty tight-lipped, as you'd imagine, um, and just said there'd be some news on a replacement in the new year, and he said it would be big news. Um, regardless of where he ends up, if I was Somerset, I'd be pretty annoyed. I mean, if, if he does, if it is if it is the case that uh, Dean Elgar's going to Somerset, I'd be a bit annoyed that uh, it's getting announced on... Uh, um, oh yeah, I'd be certainly yeah, I'll be certainly saying something. But um, I think the looking through sort of all that, I think the possible conception is they may well need a, a bowler from the, on their over. They're going to use their overseas quote as a bowler. They've already signed Will Sutherland as well, so they've got one place already taken up. So, uh, like I say, I think that's just. The best thing, well, let's say we just wait and see until it gets properly announced. Well, that's it. And, um, yeah, let's just uh, calm all of our enthusiasm a little bit. uh, But this is a great series to watch, though. I mean, you know, we're starved so much of proper test cricket. And uh, cricket, test cricket always in South Africa is always well worth watching. And um, it was proper test cricket. I've been watching this from from, um, ball number one. Uh, And it was just proper cricket. It wasn't baseball it wasn't t20 crashing it and whatever else and it was just great to see how the game was ebbing and flowing with the conditions now south africa racked up their innings Mm. with the sun shining it wasn't overly it was about 25 degrees but it was blue skies perfect for batting and then when it was their turn to bowl um in india's second innings along came the clouds the ball started doing a bit the pitch was nipping and uh bouncing it was Mm -hmm. quite interesting um 
yeah, bounce in the pitch as well. Yep. Um, and, and it was great, and that's what we love about Test cricket is you know it's the ebb and flow of the game, yes. and you know this this whole this, you know there's no need to rush it, and there's a totally different technique. Dean Elgar, I thought you know really gave a good example of how to play. Had to bat Test cricket in his innings. Well, I mean, uh, the even in county cricket, the you know the the wins in T Twenty and the short formats are great, but the the players will always say the most hard earned ones are the hard earned ones when you win on the last session of the last day of a four day or of a Test match are the most ones they savour, um, and I believe India are sort of they seem to think it's like the final frontier for them to go and beat South Africa. So um, it's yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty uh, hotly contested series. And, and as, uh, as, as big Essex fans, we're used to things going down to the last session on the last. Day. We are a little bit, yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, you just can't. At the end of the day, you just can't fault the commitment of our Essex players. You know, They're absolutely wonderful. You know. <laughs> You're listening to 98 now out on Phoenix FM. It is a quarter to seven. I'm here till seven o'clock. And then John Chubb is after me with the non-league hour. I'm here in the studio joined by Dan Haggart, Essex super fan. Dan, tell me about your love affair with Essex. Where did it all start? Um, it, I mean, cricket started for me. I used to be full into football. I used to be Ipswich Town season ticket holder um, and literally just watched terrestrial TV cricket and me holidays or just um, having time off work. And... One day Essex were playing India at Chelmsford in a tourist match in 202. Um, thought I'd go and have a quick little, go and have a look at it, you know, and um, came back the next year thinking, oh, this will be something all right to do in between football. And it just snowballed on and on, become a member, and literally just kept going back and gave up football. And you get to meet people, you're regular and you get to know people, you get, and that's how we've met there. Yep. And, um, and yeah, it's just um, literally snowballed on and on and on. And now I'm, um, I've, you know, I've met all the players, and and they're absolutely brilliant guys. You know, that is a really important thing about uh, County Creek, which I don't think is um, spoken about enough. Um, is the community feel that it mm. brings that when you go down to a county championship match and you sit with the members or whatever else, um, or even just regular people that come down to watch, don't have to be members, but you see people there quite regularly you make good friendships yep. um, you find out who are the wrong ones quite <laughs> easily as well. I've certainly found a few of them I know that <laughs> I'm always I'm always fascinated by those that sit in front of the pavilion at, at Chelsea with these huge autograph books yes. and pictures and they're arguing with each other about oh I've got him and you haven't got him and uh. well I've, I've even seen them um, even have the whole um Cricketers who's who, and literally going back years upon years, and they'll wait and get they'll get this. It's uh, it's a hobby. I mean, it's not something that I'd personally do, but um, it, yeah, it's it's just um, with me. I, I, I just go fully into things with me, and county cricket is just literally yeah. I just do up and down country and everywhere as much as I can do with work. Obviously, work pendant, you know. Yeah. So no, that's brilliant, and I'd rather have autograph hunters there at cricket than when you go to football we'll talk about this off air um, just some of the behaviour you see at football even you know some of the sort of championship or you know lower league grounds yeah. it, it, you know it's not, sometimes it's just not a pleasant place to be well I mean the thing is um, cricketers uh, especially on well, county cricket are more accessible um, you, you know you, you can actually ask a player who's filled out right long out in the deep and the boundary can I, can I have your autograph, please? And they'll actually do it in between deliveries. They're actually technically actually playing and they're stopping to sign, you know, to... You wouldn't get that, and obviously you won't get that, you know, in football or, you know, even... 
I don't think even Arsenal on the sort of side, you have to wait till a certain time after or whatever to, um, or a certain area to go to, specially for it. You know, it's not something that you just, it gets just done off the cuff sort of thing. Yeah. And you've got a great relationship, and it's a long standing relationship with a lot of the players at yes. Essex as well. Yes. Uh, and you very kindly um, said a few words when Sir Alistair Cook um, announced his retirement. Um, that was a big moment for Essex, I think. It was. Um, Alistair Cook was the, uh, the last uh, one of the original when I first went. Um, when I first saw him, he was actually being used as a frontline spinner. He <laughs> um, was actually being bowled in off breaks, but he was an off break bowler. But. Um, but yeah, it was um, he was the la- it was a sad thing for me a little bit because he was the last one of the original sort of people I knew, you know the squad there, yeah, um, who then retired and um, and yeah, but um, yeah, it's, like I say, I uh, I've grown and that's, let's say it's just being there regularly supporting them and you just your face will get you know noticed you know and yeah. um, and like I say if you back them back them to the hill you know they'll always be, they'll always be good to you you know. And I can't thank him enough um, for how good they've been to me. Oh, they're fantastic. And you mentioned um, that uh, your first game was back down in, in 2002, that India game. Um, I remember that game really, really well. I mm. mean, um, we talked about Strauss there. That was where he kind of announced his arrival, really, with a, with a big innings, wasn't it? 200 or so? Uh, 200 against the Aussies in 2005. Um, and in some ways, I think what it done because they were then preparing for the last Test match at the Oval at the time, mm. uh, where they were two-one down, they need to win to try. And I think basically what sort of Alistair Cook done and Ravi Papara as well, he got 150 in that, I believe. Yeah, is basically chuck a spanner in the Aussies' works <laughs> to try. You know, I don't think the Aussies sort of thought they'd just um, they'd get basically ran round the field all day they thought oh we'll just whip them off and get bat and practice and you know but yeah I think it sort of chucked the sp- a spanner in the works of the Aussies a little bit yeah their yeah. preparation yeah actually I'm getting mixed up it wasn't it was 2005 you're right where, where Cookie and, and Ravi got those rounds 2000, 2002 am I right was where they tried to sneak um, yes Sachin Tendulkar yeah, in the, the back of the Essex kit van I believe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of live loads in uh, on uh, sort of in wagons you know but, uh, <laughs> it's funny isn't it how much has changed because you know in the old days players would arrive in buses with yep. the England test team yep. written down the side or you know even the luggage van yep. I remember seeing um, I think it was in that uh, film Fire in Babylon which was showing mm-hmm. about the West Indies in England in 76 and 80 and there was a, a, a big transit Luton van <laughs> which was basically carrying all the kit and it yeah. said down the side yeah. West Indies kit van you know? yeah. uh, uh, I mean I, I think they sort of opt for just uh, sort of a more of a planer sort of van nowadays they don't, I don't think it's advertised so much but uh, yeah that's right I mean but, I was talking about this to someone recently about uh, and, and players used to get um, sponsored cars yes. from local dealerships and I can remember Gucci uh, and Keith Fletcher um, parking their cars at the back of the pavilion at uh, Chelsea back in the day with the, you know, um, Graham Gooch drives a Toyota yep. su- supplied by County yep. Motor Works, blah, blah, and it's in huge letters down. Can you imagine that today? Yeah, um, yeah so it sort of draws attention, shall we say, you know. <laughs> but at cricket was a different world in those days, and I thought players would have to make money wherever they could, and uh, society was a bit more polite as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. So Essex now, um, we've had the new... It's been a big year for Essex um, with this um, accusations hanging over for well more than a year now. It's been going on for ages, but finally we got the Newton report, um, which came out. Um, 
both you and I were at the AGM, which I thought was uh, was a very impressive performance by CEO, chairman, and indeed treasurer. I thought yes, Neil, Neil yes. Faraday did, uh, did did very well. Um, hopefully, now we can turn a corner. There's still the ECB report to come, which is probably going to have sanctions of some sort. Yep. We don't know yet, but it could be points deduction. It could be another fine. Um, but on the field, Essex have continued probably for a good six, seven-year run now, mm. continued to delight the fans and bring in results and trophies that, um, you know, belie their sort of lowly status. Well, we do, um, let's just say, we, we punch above our weight. We're the best, non, I believe, the best non-test match county around. Um, yes, I have to say the last, since obviously what has been happening off the field came out, um, I believe the players and the coaching staff, they've just stuck to the job and they've held the ship together in some cases, yeah, I believe. they have. Um, and they've just stuck to it, concentrated on the cricket. And, okay, you know, yes, we all want to win trophies every single year, but I think some people have to just rein it in a little bit and just think, so long as we stay in Div 1, that's the main thing. And yeah. as long as we're competitive, that is the main thing. Because if, if we end up in Div 2, and possibly from a points deduction as well, they could, we could be in trouble a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's right. And the, the, the financial situation is quite precarious. I think £700,000 yeah. in debt as of the last financial year. I mean, obviously a lot of that's taken up by legal fees and the rest of it. But, um, you know, the, the sponsors have hung in there. And I think um, John Stevens has done a great job of reassuring them of the... Uh, the club's financial strength so yes it is important as you say to stay in uh, in division one and to sort of keep hold of players and um and uh, you know they will get through this period and i yes, think i think yeah. definitely the worst is over i think you know that's yeah. all out there i think um now the the report has finally come out we know what we, we now know what's what we're dealing with shall we say so this time last year if i just said to you right in 2023 essex are going to be losing finalists of the T20 Blast, they're going to be runners-up in the Championship, you'd have snapped my arm off, wouldn't you? I mean, previous year they were fourth in the Championship, <laughs> quarter-final of the T20, um, yeah, and, and didn't get through from the group stage, the 50 over, but um, yes, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have been... And, and, and yeah, I, I went to... I was at finals day at Edgbaston, and we certainly weren't right. We, had, we beat the champions to get to the final, and... Really, it was a game of fine. It was fine margins. If one or two possibly would have hung around a little bit more to support Dan Sams, he could have won it by himself. He could have just literally won it by himself. Yeah. Um, and it literally. I mean, you. I mean, I remember that. I remember seeing Harmy after. You know, and he was he was gutted. Yeah. He was absolutely gutted when uh, sort of when he was when they were sort of looking at watching Somerset lift it. Um, but uh, yeah. Absolutely, they've you know, and they go, and the thing is, they've got the ability in four-day career to go on these runs, under you know these winning runs, and we we have a, we have a squad there, I mean, especially our bowling attack. Yet again, it's got the ability to absolutely run through a side. Oh, big time! Um, especially, well, one guy can do it by himself in some cases, and that's Simon Harmer. I've got we've got a minute left. My final question to you is: What are you? What are your hopes for 2024 with Essex? Basically, um, to still well, basically still be competitive in Div One, um, to, and hopefully we can go one stage further. If we can get to that fi finals day again. I've already got my ticket. I got my <laughs> ticket straight after last year, <laughs> this year's final. So, um, but yeah, if 
we can do it and, and we're having Dan Sam's back again so uh, if we can do it again yeah I'll be uh, but yes uh, just generally we still be competitive and our youngsters kick on and so, like I say as long as we stay competitive then I'm happy <laughs>